You're listening to the B&H Photography Podcast. For over 40 years, B&H has been the professional source for photography, video, audio, and more. For your favorite gear, news, and reviews, visit us at bnh.com or download the B&H app to your iPhone or Android device. Now here's your host, Alan Weitz. Greetings and welcome to the B&H Photography Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about memory cards and storage solutions with reps from both SanDisk and Lexar, as well as our very own J.P. Palascandolo. But first... We've been yapping about it for weeks, and now it's official. The B&H Photography Podcast Facebook group has finally been launched, and we invite you to sign up. It's easy-peasy to join. Just answer a couple of questions to prove that you're not a robot and you are in. We encourage you to post photos, ask questions, leave comments, and generally talk photography and podcasting with us. We're also going to be posting links to new and old episodes, updates on gear, guests, and sweepstakes, and we hope to use this platform as a way to engage with you, our listeners, and for you in return to communicate with us. Needless to say, be respectful and recognize that this is a community of many voices. So as Frankie Boy once sang, let's keep this party polite. (laughs) As a small incentive to join our group, we are running a sweepstakes to give away not one, but two SanDisk memory cards generously provided by SanDisk. If you join the Facebook group page before March 13th, you will be eligible to win a SanDisk 64GB Extreme Pro UHS-1 SDXC memory card. Two winners will be drawn at random from all of the folks who joined the Facebook group before March 13th. So good luck. We're going to be posting this episode and product links on the group page. So take a look at our show notes for a link to the Facebook group page and join. Okay, today's episode, we welcome Pete Iskrig from Western Digital, the parent company of SanDisk, and Andrew Namius from NTI Sales representing Lexar. We spoke with Pete and Andrew at the recent Depth of Field conference, which was hosted by B&H Photo. Topics we covered included best practices for image storage and memory cards, tips for preventing file corruption, write cycles, and the difference between the various memory card formats. After a short break, we're going to be joined by John Paul Palascandolo, a writer on our web content team who writes up all of the memory cards we sell at B&H Photo. JP will be giving us an overview of the cards and storage devices we sell at B&H. But first, we're going to start off with Pete from SanDisk. All right, we are with Peter from Western Digital slash SanDisk slash what else? Who else? G Technology. G Technologies, okay. Yeah, it's, we're all one company now. Western Digital owns SanDisk and G Technology, and not a lot of people know that. So, you know, we've taken the best of the best and put them all together to make something even better because we've got SanDisk flash based memory now. We've got the quality and the reliability of the G Tech product and the HGST drives that are inside there, and now everything is all one, and we're all working together to make everything even better collectively. How long now, are you going to maintain the same, uh, uh, the brand names? is Yeah. Separate? Okay. The three will be separate. They're just going to be combining technologies under the hood. Gotcha. Okay. And when did this, when did you guys come together? So, they bought G-Tech maybe four or five years ago, and uh, then SanDisk two or three years ago or so. Yeah, great. Right. That's great. Yeah, I love G-Tech. I use those all the time. Yep. Yep, yep. me too. Yep. I have been for about 10, 10 plus years yeah. or so with okay. G-Tech drives. It would be disturbing if you said you use somebody <laughs> else's, quite <laughs> honestly. But, uh, <laughs> so, so, 
Yeah. Um, what are some uh, suggestions you have for people for dealing with uh, uh, memory cards and storage, sort of like good habits yes. and maybe even some bad habits to avoid? So good habits, we always tell people you want to have your data in three places, usually on the computer or the location you're using it on and editing on. You want to have a backup next to your computer or within you know, striking distance, and then you want to have a third off-site backup because a backup drive sitting next to your computer isn't going to do any good if your house catches fire or there's a flood or other kind of catastrophic danger. And so, that could be a physical drive or it could be cloud storage. Exactly. Take another drive and put it in your office, put it in a family member's house, throw it in a lockbox somewhere in a bank, whatever, however it is important to you. But yeah, somewhere off-site and the, or a cloud service that could do and that does, for it, you. Does a memory card count as one of your storage devices? It can, or, yeah. Okay. A memory card. Um, it, it do, I do count it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another good practice for memory cards is we tell people buy low-capacity cards, buy 32 gig, 64 gig cards, back those up when you're done, and then throw those, in, put, you know, put a name and a date of whatever the event was on the card, throw it in a drawer with, in a little case, and then that's your backup, uh, that's one backup of that, that content. That, that is actually a very interesting concept, and, it, and it's, it's, it's affordable. Cause yeah, because cards so are so cheap. cheap now, yep. That's actually an interesting idea. It's, yeah. it's like a lazy man's backup exactly. system. Exactly. <laughs> Although you don't want to let those cards sit indefinitely. With any card or any hard drive, you want to write to it every couple months. You just want to turn it, turn on the hard drive, let it spin up, or if it's an SSD, just put, you know, plug it in and read and write a small little file to it. Even or for a solid state card. Even in solid state, yeah. You still oh. want to give it uh, a little, and a flash card especially, yeah. Every, you know, maybe in a flash card, uh, an SD card once a year at minimum. Oh, you is that don't, just you don't, to make sure it's okay, or does that actually do something to it? prevents to data corruption. It yeah. can prevent the hardware components of the, the card and or the drive from yeah. decaying and dying a little what, bit more. What's the catalyst for decay in a, say, uh, a solid-state card? Is it oxygen? Is it things in the air that affect the components within it? Because I know there's all kinds of, you know, uh, uh, alloys and all kinds of stuff that's beyond my capacity. That's, that's a little bit of it. A lot of it is probably mostly in the enclosures and or the electrical components within, you know, on the board that's inside of the drive or something. It's not necessarily the SSD itself. Um, you know, uh, uh, the mechanical components of the connection port or the board that connects everything together or in components inside of the actual enclosure and whatnot. So it's not always the flash-based memory. That's, that is hard to kill. And what about retrieval for, like, say, let's say you are storing things on an SD card and it's in your drawer and you, you don't look at it for 10 years or whatever. Do you think that flash forward 10 years, there's going to be a problem with retrieval of SD cards? Or, there, uh, could of SD? Yeah. there could be. There could be. It's not always a guarantee. It's just a good practice to get into to, yeah. to read and write to them every so often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you let it sit for 10 years... There could be an issue. Well, I don't necessarily mean with the card as much as with the devices that you're going to use to get it off. Oh, I yeah, mean, you yeah. might find that at 10 years from now, it's next yeah. to impossible to find a SD a card reader, reader somewhere. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 Who yeah. has zip drive readers anymore right. or even floppy drive readers yeah, anymore. Yeah. Even though, yeah. Alan, <laughs> <laughs> is it still true that SSDs have um, pretty limited write cycles? There is a finite number of times you can read and write to a location on an SSD drive. Um, most of them are in the tens of thousands of times, and the way that an SSD is organized that, you know, if you write to one location, the next write is usually sequential along the drive. It's not necessarily overwriting that one 
in the, you know, if you write the first 10,000 times, it's not going to necessarily write to the first bit on that drive. It's going to spread it out so that it's writing to everything sort of equally as you read and write or add new data to the drive. So you're not going to wear out the first bit in the first, you know, couple thousand of writes to it. And the I'll same it. holds true for all flash doors? Yeah. Yeah. Two questions about, um, like, let's say you're, you're a regular photographer and, and like, their best practices for handling their material and, and using your SD card and when you should format, when you shouldn't format. Do you have any thoughts on that and, and how do you handle it? So with, with SD cards, we say only ever format them in the camera itself, never format them on your computer. Um, you risk data corruption if they're formatted on your computer and you use them. And with SD cards, with any memory card, only use it in the same camera body. Don't switch it out to other camera bodies. You can use it in two of the same model camera, but don't, you know, if you have a, if you have two different model cameras, don't use it in the same card in it. Don't even reformat that card and use it in the second camera. Just buy a second card for that camera. You risk data corruption if you start to switch that same card in between different bodies. I'm going to be putting a bunch of cards up on eBay the next few days. I have a feeling. I'm still, it's like if what I've learned here today, I'm telling you, it's like, okay, can't do that, can't do that, can't. <laughs> Let's say you have a, a camera with, with two slots, two memory slots, uh, and you know you can have one of the cards be raw and the others be a JPEG, or you can back up or it can be continuous. Is there a best practice in terms of that and, and what you would suggest how you handle if you have two slots? Um, the only thing that I see a lot of people do incorrectly when they have two slots is they, they're not necessarily knowing the specs that those two slots are. They're not always the same in terms of what memory card they can accept. So mm, we see right. a lot of people come and they've got a UHS-2 card and the slot only is UHS-1 or vice versa. They're using slower speed cards and whatnot. So that's the only real issue I've seen so there's with no, people. there's no advantage or disadvantage necessarily to, let's say, putting all your raw images on one card and your JPEGs on the other? Or, Not really, okay. no. Oh, good to know. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about what's uh, new in the product line, both in terms of you know storage cards and also in bigger storage. So at our booth today, we're showcasing a lot of our portable SSD solutions, and that's what a lot of customers, um, they're beginning to see that conversation, to hear about the that, that technology and make that step up from the spinning drive. Once they, you know, you hear about what speed it can get, that it can get 550 megabytes a second, or if it's Thunderbolt 3, it can get 2,800 megabytes read-write. They're starting to see the value of that and also a lot of these guys are out in the field they see the durability of that you can put that drive in a backpack and you can take it around with you and it can take a lot of beating and still uh, your data is safe and protected so we're starting to have those conversations and showcase that to people um, and a lot of them are beginning to see the value there outside of the spinning drive versions of these products and everything. Any other thoughts on, on new stuff? Um, we've got one new product that um, called the My Passport Wireless SSD. That's an SSD yeah, drive, and it's got an SD card slot in the side of it, so you can actually back up your memory cards directly to the drive that's without great. a laptop. Yeah. So when you're out in the field, if you're shooting for an event that day, you can pop the card out of your camera. You can throw it in there, press the button, it backs up the whole contents of the card, and you don't need to bring a laptop. And then you know you're safe. Yeah. You've is, got is the data Is there any interface up. at all with it? At all? You just Push, uh, push in and a light goes on then when it's finished? or There is a light that shows you when it's finished importing. Um, there's a wireless component to it that you can connect your phone or a tablet to so that you can view the contents on the drive on your phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, or if you need to send that one photo or text that one photo to somebody as a proof or a test or something, you can actually send a few files to your phone 
and then you know send those files to where they need to go. And do you have so, them in different capacities? Sorry. We have it up to two terabytes in capacity, okay. and it starts at 250 gigabyte. See that I am in love because quite honestly, on a f f straight drive, don't waste space with all kinds of this screens and menus. Just right. I think it's great. Just pop it in, and it's done. And, and in doing so, we've um, by not having a screen on it itself. It, we, it allows for a smaller form factor and a larger battery life out sure. of it. So it gets about a 10-hour battery inside of it. Otherwise, we would get significantly lower battery life if we had to put a display and this, on the And the name of this product is? It's, called, it's from Western Digital. It's called the My Passport Wireless SSD Drive. Gotcha. Sounds like a deal. Yeah, and it can back up any type of memory card. Uh, you can connect a card reader to it for the other formats, but it has a native SD card slot in the side of it. But you can only use it with one camera. No, no, you no. Can, you can put any, any <laughs> amount of cards to it, yeah. And you can uh, you can do some basic editing uh, through the app. You can, um, you know, uh, it will back up the contents of the card. It knows what you've backed up. So if you add more to the card and pop it in later, it only backs ah, up that's nice. what the new content on the card is. And it timestamps everything into a folder when you did the backup as well. So it helps you organize it too. Yeah, that's, that's great. I like that. That sounds like a great product. Sure. Well, great. Okay. Peter, right. thank you so no much for joining us today. All right. All right. And check out all the products from uh, uh, SanDisk and Weston Digital and G-Tech. G-Technology, yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. We are back now, and uh, we are with Andrew from Lexar. Welcome to the show. Well, pleasure to be here and pleasure to meet you guys. Now, Lexar is a brand is is has been, has been around since the beginning of the digital revolution, with, uh, and, yeah, and, and it's synonymous, yeah, yeah with yeah. with digital imaging. And then you guys vanished for a while. Okay, the company was bought over, and now the name is back. In thirty seconds or less, uh, what's the new story with the company? Well, Lexar is uh, under new ownership. Okay, uh, they are very experienced in flash memory and flash memory products, mm -hmm. and they're doing a very good job at recovering uh, the brand itself and moving forward as the same great product that uh, Lexar is known for. Okay. Yeah, All right. And how long were they quote unquote gone for? Because I didn't even know they were gone. It was less than a year, <laughs> you know, right? It was, it was yeah. only about a, a six month turnover period. Uh, That's what okay. I thought. Um, uh, so it was one of those things that only the photo nerds that read about yeah. uh, Petapixel, et cetera, know about. Uh, yeah. If right, you blink, sorry. you might not have noticed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, my cards never stopped working. That's, <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yes, anyway. it's a good point. They keep going. So tell us a little bit, just you know, for all of us, for me especially included, some just some kind of basic tips, some best practices about storing your images, keeping your cards working and healthy. Uh, when you might want to replace them, even if everything's going well. Any thoughts you have on that subject? So it's important when you first buy a memory card to. Take the card out of the box, put it in the camera, and format it immediately in that camera. And one safe practice is not to take that memory card and put it in another camera. That was, I was just going to uh, ask that, because so, that used to be an issue, and I wasn't sure yeah. if that was still the case. Yeah, that, so, that's why my cards keep getting wiped, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. so what, happen, what happens yeah. is, is uh, the images, they have a, a tracker uh -huh. for the, the numbers of images on a camera. Right. Uh, or a shot counter, yeah. and what happens is if those start to overlap from camera to camera, it'll cause corruption, and you'll lose images that ha may have that same shot counter. Uh, um, so if they I've overlap, I've had that yeah. happen. Yeah, so I, I do switch a lot back. And so, forth. but from but from there, uh, proper proper memory care after after the fact, you want to have a, a good solid card reader. Uh, we make a few models of card readers. We make a, a workflow hub and. 
a pop-up reader, uh, and that workflow hub can transfer at speeds up to a gigabyte a second. So now, when you say when, a better reader, are you talking about in terms well, of speed? I well, mean, what other qualifiers are there for a reader? You know, the, the readers themselves have firmware in it that allow when okay. you, when you put your card in to go transfer to the computer, that's going to transfer the images directly in order, whether it be image one all the way to image two hundred. And it'll be in order. It'll place it in that folder in order. Now, sometimes with a, a lower grade card reader, it'll scatter those images, and they won't come in in order, which can. So what you're saying is, yeah. it's not only use the same card for the same camera, but make sure your card reader is also a Lexar. It, it can be. Uh, there, uh, there are other there well, are other card saying, readers. Though, is, but is, is, is that a critical like, issue? We'd like you. Aside from the fact that you'd love us to spend yeah. the money on your product, yeah, yeah. Is there a technical? Are you? Are you compromising yourself by using not, a technical amount of not, else? not necessarily. Okay. Is there any disadvantages of going straight into the computer, like you going to the uh, to an SD slot? You know, with, with with SD cards, uh, there's a new format which is UHS two, mm -hmm. and those those cards have an extra set of strips on the back uh, or extra contact points uh, to be more clear. And what happens is is that card reader in the computer, if it if it's not one of the newer computers, you're not going to get that that extra speed. Uh, some people may need it, some people may not. Uh, it'll be a speed difference or an image quality it'll difference? Be, there's no image quality difference. Okay, all yeah. right. Okay. There's, there's never going to be an image quality difference. It's just a, a speed difference. So, all right. Is, is yeah. there, let's say your card's working fine, you're not having any issues. Um, is there kind of a shelf life or, you know, on, on, on cards in general or as long as you're not noticing any problems? You know, so, so something about flash memory is, is that it, it can wear. Uh, so that if you're saving to the same location uh, over and over and over again, it's kind of like um, having to rotate the tires on your car. Mm -hmm. And that's what formatting the, card, uh, formatting the card does. It kind of changes that file location. Uh, so it doesn't wear down the flash memory in that one location over and over so again. So it's good to format it as yeah. often as you need or between jobs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, is it best practice to format after each shoot? Like you have a shoot, you dump it, then format? Is uh, it that's that's if you want to be responsible about it. If you're if you're like a hobbyist photographer or an uh -huh. amateur photographer, right. as long as that card's staying in the camera... Uh, you don't really necessarily have to format in between. Um, you can format once that card fills up. Um, gotcha. But once, I usually format yeah, right so, after every so, job. Yeah, yeah, it's a good practice to get yeah. in to get into, but it's that's not really going to have an, a long term effect. And let's say you yeah. just delete yeah. everything, just delete all. Yeah, there's still going to be remnants of images on that, or there's gonna be uh, still memory full. You know, my, my understanding is that everything is still there. It's just that it's you know, unlocked to be rewritten over. There was a microdata file that gets stored on the card. It's kind of like a partition. Yeah, um, that that only software can get access to. So if you have one format, um, it, say you format your card by accident, there will be a microdata file that can be accessible by software uh, that has a mirror image of that card and what was previously on it. Have, however, if you format it twice, it'll rewrite over uh, that previous image file. I think also yeah. something that's really important to say yeah. uh, is that we're talking about formatting cards to keep machine. Before you format a card, get everything you want off of it, <laughs> copy yeah. it over to yeah, your computer absolutely. or another drive because when you format it, you are essentially wiping out everything. So it's not just going to fix it and work around your files. It's going to work through your files. It's going to plow them. So yeah, yeah, copy them off, dupe them, archive yeah. them, whatever. And, and this idea that uh, you, let's say you've, you've made a mistake and you deleted everything. 
there, there's a time factor involved. I mean, at all, in, if you want to recover this material. No, I mean, no. If you start using it again, it's going to eat up that space. So but, yeah, there's but there's, there's no time, time factor. Uh -huh. uh, if, if you the the flash memory, it's it's very it's very so, stable, yeah. um, and it's not it's not going to like the the data is still going to be stored. On that flash itself, so uh, you start writing on it again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the yeah. trick or is just to put the card away. Don't touch the card. Yeah. Get, yeah, so yeah. You, yeah. Retrieve yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. And with magnetic storage, it used to be you, you couldn't get too close to like a speaker or a magnet or something like that with like a, like a magnetic hard drive. That's not an issue on flash. No, there's right. there's no moving parts in flash. Right. Um, but as I was saying before, it's it's a very stable form of memory, and. It will uh, withstand a lot more, uh, I would say, shaking. Um, so vibration, it can withstand a lot more vibration than a, a spinning or magnetic hard drive. And, yeah. and, and a magnet won't zap it either, right? Uh, I don't want to answer that um, incorrectly, because <laughs> uh, I've never held a magnet to a... Yeah. <laughs> to a flash, uh, flash, uh, yeah. to flash memory to see uh, what yeah. it does, but it, it's it's essentially a, a silicon wafer yeah. uh, that's cut down and and put into uh, memory cards. So it may it may do something to the to the controller, and I don't know the exact. Uh, the right. exact ingredients in that in that silicone that they're Good using. Answer. I so, just want to come back to one thing yeah. we started with, and that was, I think all of our eyebrows here on this side of the table were raised when you said that, you know, a card should be dedicated to a camera. You don't want to put it from one camera to another. Um, say you've done that. You have a card that you use, say, in two or three different cameras, or in our case, seven different cameras. If you format it, Again, reformat. Does that correct the error? What does that do? Or is that card kind of compromised at that point? The, the only issue that you're going to run into using cards in different cameras is that each, each camera has a different operating system. Um, they, may look, they may look the same, but their file storage systems may be different. Right. Um, you, could, you could essentially take the card that you're using in one camera and put it in another camera and then format it in that camera. And what, the, oh, okay. and what that'll do is it'll clear off whatever information was on the card from that old camera and allows okay. you to use it in that new camera. Or you can format it in the other camera, bring it over to the the second camera you're going to use and format it again in that camera. Basically, if you format it, you're okay. Okay. You, okay. You, you really want to... So basically, wash your dishes between meals. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, got yeah. it. Just, right. just to clarify, <laughs> is that... Um, is that model to model or, or actual camera yeah, to camera? Yeah, that's a good so question. Like, you yeah. know, uh, there, the best the best practice to get into if you're going to move uh, cards between cameras is is to format in that camera. Uh, you you really don't want to like what I said about the image counter, unless you reset those two image counters and you're at the exact same number on both cameras then yeah, okay. you're not going to encounter that kind of problem. But that's most of the time, that's usually what causes uh, corruption if you're switching from camera to like camera. writing over... This, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So you guys have, obviously, SD cards, compact flash. Yep. And SD cards, I imagine, are dominating the market in this case. Uh, and, and what's next? That was my question. Was, well, we'll start, we'll start with compact flash because that was one of the original forms of memory. So compact flash... Uh, the technology has reached its limit, so 1066X is the cap on its speed limits. Um, now, as far as uh, cameras, there are still plenty of cameras out there that use it. We expect the lifespan to kind of 
continue for a little while longer. It still sells really well. It still works really well. It's been out close to 20 years now, and it is still and the advantage the that most, Compact Flesh has over SDXD type cards is uh, what? It, uh, I would say durability. Um, Bigger, not necessarily longer. speed, but just durability. Um, just a, it, it's a it's a very sturdy card, okay. uh, and it's a very stable stable format of memory. Okay. Now, behind that uh, is CFast, which is essentially the same uh, same dimensions. It just runs on a SATA interface mm -hmm. instead of a pin based interface. So with with that SATA interface, that allows you to get up to speeds of, of three gigabytes a second. Now, as far as, as technology goes in the flash technology, um, that's just giving us room to reach those speeds as we get into higher megapixel cameras and uh, higher frame rate record recording for, for video. Um, and 4K and 8K and things things along those lines. So so CFast, uh, you could look at it as a as a viable uh, replacement for Compact Flash in the future. Um, now, as far as SD goes, uh, SD has been around. That was the one of the secondary formats that was created. Right, and, right. And one of the ideas here is that we had compact cameras in the early age of digital photography, and to to put a compact flash card in those cameras took up a lot of space. So the camera designs were limited. So when you have these camera designs and you don't want to sacrifice that much space for just a memory card, you'd like to have more space to work with. So SD was then created to kind of minimize uh, the amount of space in, in compact cameras, giving a camera manufacturer more room to work with uh, to kind of pack in sensors, uh, lenses and um, all the other control, all the other stuff uh, you need uh, to make uh, it all happen. The cont control yeah. boards, yeah. Yeah. all the other voodoo pieces. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, that's where uh, SD came into play, and I don't know the exact dates on that, but but that, while that was really yeah the the idea of uh, SD and and moving forward, uh, SD has has increased in speed. Uh, from where it started to where it is now. And it's, it's I don't want to say it's not as durable, but the, the design uh, the smaller, lead, leads the for it. Uh, and it's, 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 it's very useful because it's a smaller card, uh, but, but it, it, it won't withstand as much as some of the other formats uh, that we have. Uh, now, a, now, as design goes, um, I'm sure that can be uh, is something that can be worked on, but but that's just something I've noticed from working with customers that have showed me, you know, what have happened, what what has happened to uh, SD cards. Yeah. And uh, what's uh, what's your latest gear out? What's coming out new? What's next? What, uh, yeah. Well, before we move on to that, yeah. I just want to just just uh, run through that the rest of that. Oh, yeah, uh, that so so micro SD came out, same idea, mm -hmm. uh, smaller body, uh, smaller form factor to pack more technology into the cameras itself. So that's where you have micro SD now. Um, and we have a full line of that also. So uh, really when it comes down to choosing what, what memory card is, is right for you, it, it's more of what kind of photographer are you? Are you a, a single shot photographer? Are you a burst shot photographer? Uh, 
or continuous? Do you like to fire off a lot of shots? So if, if you want to get the most out of, out of your camera um, and you're not a single shot photographer, you put the, the highest speed card that camera can handle, it'll give you less time to clear the buffer and you'll get more shots before you even hit that buffer. What about so, if you're shooting video? Uh, video, it, that is a camera by camera basis. Um, and what happens there is some cameras will call for a V60 rating or a V90 rating. And what that'll, what that'll give the customer the ability to do is run at the maximum uh, frame rate that that camera, can, that camera can record at. And if, if you're not uh, using a compatible card to run at those speeds, you'll get some kind of message from the camera that, that they have to down, uh, downgrade it, a different frame rate or a different resolution. Yeah. Okay. What's on the horizon? What do you, what do you guys uh, so, have? Any so new products? Le new Lexar has just gotten into both internal and external SSDs, portable, and also NVMe. Now, that's that's one thing the new parent company, I would say, of Lexar is is very good at is SSDs and, and flash memory and flash architecture and things like that. So they are uh, expanding the Lexar line into SSDs and... There will also be some higher capacity SD on the horizon. Um, there are some new cards in testing, and we should see some product announcement on those. Um, What's the highest capacity card you guys have now? Right, SD card. Right now, we've announced a 512 and a one terabyte. My gosh. And that was a few weeks ago. We made that. We've also yeah. announced a 512 micro SD, uh, which is an A2 card, which is more for it'll. It's more for smartphones, additional storage for smartphones. However, it'll work in, in um, other cameras. That See, I find that frightening. Yeah. I look at something that is That's so that small. tiny that has so much data on it. Yeah. If you sneeze, it's gone. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just layered. I know. It's, just, it's like if you had a, a, a bunch of, it's layered flash um, and it's very thin. But it's it's uh, it's definitely exciting to see if you're into technology and storage and things like that, uh, and you've seen where hard drives have started and the speeds they've ran at to going to flash architecture and uh, flash memory itself, SSDs in particular. It's going to be a lot faster. Uh, well, just and, as and, a perspective, yeah. while you were talking, I went back to my Instagram account yeah. and. Uh, 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 a few months ago, I posted, uh, I did a picture of my very first one gig IBM micro drive, which cost $400. It's got little screws in it, it's got moving parts, and there you go. So, yeah, technology's come a long way. Yes. Yeah, so, so that was uh, yeah, a that long was, time ago. Yeah, a long time these ago. These were precious. You had one of these, man. You, you know, and, and, the, and the prices of them were. Uh, they weren't. They didn't come cheap. Yeah. No, no. And the first solid state one gig was $1,400. Didn't run cheap. Yeah. Okay, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us and giving us uh, some updates on Lexar. Uh, you're right. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the B&H Photography Podcast. Send us a tweet at bhphotovideo, hashtag bhphotopodcast. All right, we are back, and we are joined by our very own JP. Welcome. This is a first for you. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to have the complete medical exam afterwards. Don't worry about that. We'll skip all that stuff for now. We'll just get into the show. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we're, we're talking all about Lexar and SanDisk, and those are kind of like the two big 800-pound gorillas in the industry. But there are other companies out there. Well, out of the ones we haven't mentioned yet, I'd say uh, Sony is the biggest. 
They make a lot of good stuff. Okay. For a wide variety of cameras. They make uh, CFast cards, SD cards, and they're currently one of two companies that make XQD cards as well. And that's because they have a vested interest in it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, right. (laughs) (laughs) And who's the other one? Uh, Delkin is the other XQD manufacturer right now. Okay, all right. Good to know. And this company, Angelbird, I'd never heard of them. They're, uh, they make a lot of memory cards. That oh, yeah, and, so, yeah. yeah, Angelbird makes a lot of good stuff. They make SD cards. Uh, they also make uh, CFast cards. And they make uh, s- some SSDs as well. Like one thing that's good about Angelbird is they make uh, what they refer to as a match pack for a, l- a lot of different cameras. And their cards that are made for match packs are specifically you know, like a little higher quality in terms of optimization mm-hmm. f- uh, for specific cameras. Oh, wow. They make some that are optimized for the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera oh, 4K, okay. uh, GH5, um, the new Fuji X-T3, and and a couple other ones too. So like if, if you have one of those, I would definitely look into some Angelbird if you want to really make sure that you have like the top of the line. So are some cards better for uh, shooting video as opposed to stills? Are there some that are preferable for stills or some for video? Or is it, is it really a wash? Is that really not a matter? Well, what it comes down to is if you're looking at a card more so for shooting stills, you might want to get something with a faster maximum write speed because, you know, like suppose you're shooting a camera, um, like a ProLine camera that can shoot like 12 frames per second. Okay. And all cameras have an internal buffer to store photos. But after a while, that buffer is going to be filled up. So if you have a camera with a faster maximum write speed, uh, it'll help clear out that buffer a lot more quickly. Now for video, um, the maximum write speed is not as important because uh, a maximum write speed can't be sustained eternally. Like eventually it's it's going to drop off. So for shooting video, you would want a card with a, with a faster um, guaranteed write speed, say like um, a V90 card, which has a maximum write speed of 90 megs a second, um, a V60 card, 60 megs, okay. uh, V30, 30 megs a second. So when you're shooting video, if the minimum write speed of your card can't keep up with the bit rate of the video codec, then you'll start to experience dropped frames and whatnot. So with video, you'll need a card that can like sustain the video codec that you're shooting. Gotcha. Now, I noticed that RE makes some cards. Now, are they... Yes. So the, what those cards are, it's a collaboration between Angelbird and, uh-huh. and RE as well. And they're specifically designed for select uh, Araflex cameras. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. And what are S... SXS or SBIAS cards? Oh, yeah. So um, SBIAS cards, they're just cards that operate using the PCIe bus, which lets them have uh, faster read and write speeds, and they're designed for some higher-end cameras. Gotcha. Okay. And then, well, Delkin devices, obviously, uh, pretty well-known in this field. Yeah, Yeah, they make a lot of good stuff. Uh, They they make SD cards, micro SD cards, uh, compact flash cards, CFast cards, and XQD as well, as we said before. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Hikvision? Yeah, so um, Hikvision, um, what they do is they make cards, um, two micro SD cards currently that we have in stock. And, you know, like while they could be used across a wide range of purposes, they're specifically optimized for recording video surveillance. So when you have video surveillance, while the traditional method may be to record them going to like a, a hard drive array with drives optimized for video recording, a lot of cameras now are starting to come with like built in card slots. So you can just uh, pop in a micro SD card um, and record. So th- those cards w- would be optimized to have a, a longer operational life because they'll be read from and written to a lot more frequently than, say, like a card, which is maybe used to shoot some stills. Are there any cards smaller than micro SD? Because those things are, fr- are frighteningly small. <laughs> uh, I, I refuse not. to ever put those things down. If you do in sneeze, they're gone. They're yeah. gone, and it's it. 
No, those are the smallest ones right now in terms of like form factor. Okay. Okay. Now, Hoodman, which we know from a lot of accessories a that they make. A lot of products. Yeah. 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 They're they all also, over the place. Yeah. yeah. So like the Hoodman ones, they always advertise that they're very uh, durable cards. I believe uh, they call them like the... Um, I think it's like the Steel Series. Right. Yeah. So Hoodman, they'll do compact flashcards and CFS cards as well, and they're designed to be like very durable. Are there any situations where there are cards that are recommended for specific cameras, not based on speed, but just in compatibility, or are they, or, or are the cards really agnostic as about as, as far as what camera you put it into? Yeah, in general, it's just as far as what camera you put it into. If you're shooting 4K video or video with a higher frame rate, then you would definitely want to go with a card that has a faster write speed, such as like a V90 right. or a V60. Right. But it's 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 not a huge issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Kingston, another pretty well-known name in, in this field. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do a lot of stuff as well. They do um, SD cards, micro SD cards, and uh, they do some compact flash cards. Mm-hmm. All right. Going down the list, and Lexar, of course, we, we already spoke with... with uh, uh, with Andrew from Lexar, and they're well-known. They make all kinds of cards and are one of the leaders in the industry. Uh, PNY Technologies. Oh, yeah, PNY, they make SD and micro SD cards. Okay. Uh, ProGrade Digital, you mentioned that they were an outshoot from people who worked at Lexar? Yeah, so when Lexar was regrouping, some of the people who worked there went and formed ProGrade Digital, and now they make uh, SD cards, micro SD cards, uh, compact flash cards, and CFast cards. Okay. Um, there's Samsung on the list also, and then of course SanDisk, which is another leader in the field, and we spoke to them earlier. Thinkware, another company that's making them. Transcend, another They've been pretty well for known. A while, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Transcend, they, they make SD cards, micro SD cards, compact flash cards, CFast cards. What about reliability? I know early on there were always questions about certain brands were considered more reliable, consistently reliable than others. Um, is that still an issue? Or is well, I would say right now the cards are pretty straight across the boards. Uh, personally, I use uh, Sandus cards. I have, I have some Luxor and I have some Sony's as well. And I got my first digital cameras, the original Canon 5D, back in 2007. Mm-hmm. And actually um, uh, the uh, Sandus compact flash card I got with that, it, it's still chugging along. Um, when I got my uh, D800 back in 2012, uh, it came with the SanDisk uh, Compact Flash and some Lexar SD, both of which still work. So just, yeah, just, so just maintain your cards and they will have a long life. Yeah, we discussed about maintaining cards uh, uh, <laughs> during our sit-downs uh, earlier. And um, uh, one of the first things I did is I went and I bought brand new cards for my cameras and I'm dedicating them. I'm not mixing cards anymore. Mm. Yeah, so. I do the same thing. <laughs> mm. So the last, uh, and I know Alan mentioned this, but I'm just going to throw it in here now. So the last uh, brand on our list is Wise Advanced. And um, from what I checked, they also make, you know, SD and compact flashcards. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we'll throw them in there. Um, can you just answer a question that of course. A, a lot of people <laughs> have asked me? Uh, the difference between SDHC and SDXC. Okay, so that just has to do with capacity. Um, okay. when, uh, when SD cards first came out, they had a somewhat smaller capacity size, so mm-hmm. just generally referred to as SD. Then when this, uh, the sizes started to increase, then they started giving them different names. So anything up to two gigabytes is an SD card. Okay. If it goes from four gigabytes up to 32, then it's SDHC. And then above 32, so cards starting at 64 gigabytes, those are the SDXC cards. Perfect. And currently the SD standard goes up to two terabytes, and the largest cards currently available are one terabyte. Uh, SanDisk makes a one terabyte 
micro SD card and Lexar makes a one terabyte SD card. Didn't that just come out? Didn't yeah. that just get announced mm-hmm. that yes. Sandus micro SD? Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought so. Okay, and are there is there, uh, other brands that we mentioned, are there any of them that are known specifically for having, you know, more specifically faster read and write times or bigger capacities? Yeah, um, so we just talked about uh, the largest cards, one terabyte from Sandisk and Luxar. In terms of really fast speeds, if you're looking at SD cards, I would definitely go uh, UHS-2. If you go with Sandisk Extreme Pro or, or the Sony SFG, Luxar 2000X, and as well as the Sony Tough Series, you'll see read speeds that go up to 300 megabytes a second, write speeds that go between 260 and uh, 299. Um, the minimum write speed will depend on each card. Some of them are only rated V30, some are rated v- V90. If you're looking at compact flash cards, pretty straight across the board, you'll see uh, read speeds that max out around 160, write speeds around 150 or, or 155. If you're looking at CFS cards, uh, ones made by Lexar, Sony, Sandisk, uh, Pro- ProGrade Digital, you'll see read speeds maxing out in the low to mid 500s, uh, write speeds that max out in the mid 400s to low 500s, XQD cards, both Sony and Delkin's cards currently max out. Read speeds around, around 440, write speeds around 400 megabytes a second. So one time I actually got a question on Explorer regarding uh, the memory card article I wrote, and someone was asking, uh, would it be better to use an XQD card for, versus an SD card? So I was, I was able to get my hands on a D850 that we just had laying around. I was, I was able to do a quick test um, doing continuous burst large RAW files on an XQD card versus um, a Lexar UHS-2 card. And what we found was that with um, the XQD card, that uh, the camera buffer cleared out in about three to five seconds. Using the UHS-2 SD card, it took about 18 seconds oh, wow. to clear out. And something else that was interesting was that once the buffer filled up with an XQD card, the camera never really stopped shooting. It just shot at a slower rate. Once the SD card filled up, it stopped shooting. Interesting. All right. Well, that's good to know going forward. Yeah. You know, I imagine more. I mean, is there anything that you know or can see into the future in the sense of what, you know, will compact flash be going away? Are more cameras going to introduce CFast and other formats? And what do you think on that? I don't think that compact flash is going to be going away because there are currently too many cameras that support compact flash. Mm-hmm. Although uh, compact flash cards aren't being updated anymore. One thing that is worth mentioning is that hopefully later this year we'll be seeing um, SD cards that use NVMe flash media. Mm -hmm. Those cards are going to use the SD 7.0 spec and they're going to support capacity up to 128 terabytes and (laughs) speeds of 985 megs a second. Oh my gosh. So that's what the future of SD media is looking like. Wow, okay. okay. That's interesting. Good to know. Okay, that wraps up another Pulitzer-worthy episode. Uh, thanks again to Peter Iskrig from Western Digital Sandisk and Andrew Namius from NTI Lexar and, of course, to our very own JP Palascandolo. Thank you so much for joining us today. And again, head on over and sign up for the BH Photography Podcast Facebook group in case you haven't done so already. Just follow the link in the show notes and let us know your thoughts on this or any of our fine quality episodes. For now, on behalf of John Jason, John Paul, and myself, thank you so much for tuning in today. 